Well, Trey Benson will be Florida State's first running back to reach 1,000 yards since Dalvin Cook. All that and more on today's edition of Locked on Seminoles. Dave, let's ride. You are Locked on Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome back to another edition of Locked on Seminoles. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Drake here, and today's episode of Locked on Seminoles is brought to you by friends over at LinkedIn. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your 2023 goals. Post your job for free, most importantly, for the free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. And as always, terms and conditions do apply. Now, Dave... We got Dave in the stream yard today. Dave, you ready to uh, talk some running backs? I, of course, am ready to talk one of the better position groups on Florida State's team. Seems like you're in and you're out for a few years now. Pretty reliable, of course. No, I mean, that's I mean that's the thing with that. And that was heading into last season, we we were wondering how Trey Benson and Treshawn Ward were able to, I guess, you know, if they would be able to replicate the production and sort of the... Um, that dynamic changing that Jay Sean Corbin had for a team last year, right? Jason Corbin was the former running back that we had here for two seasons, the first two years under head coach Mac Norvell. And through the year, what did you expect from the team, from the group? And as overall, as always, how did you feel they actually kind of met the challenge? Because they not only did they meet the challenge, but they exceeded it. Well, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I was delighted to be not just wrong, but loud wrong last year about what I thought Trey Trey Benson would bring to this team Uh, when we announced, when we heard that he had committed to Florida state, I'd wondered what the heck we were doing, taking running back coming off a really bad knee injury. I didn't think we needed another running back on the roster. I thought we were fine with Treshawn Ward and Lawrence Toafili. And I, I I just thought we were fine. We didn't, we didn't need to add to that room and I, I couldn't have been more wrong. So my expectations, I think, were were already pretty high without Trey Benson. And so adding him to the mix and with him being the lead back last year and flourishing early and often like he did, my expectations of that group were shattered. Um, it, it became one of the best running units and teams in the country. And I think that's taking out even Jordan Travis's running ability, which he really didn't showcase an awful lot last year. So that's what I think was most impressive to me about the running game last year is it wasn't spearheaded by Jordan Travis's legs as it had been in the years prior. It was truly a running game by running backs behind uh, an offensive line that wasn't exactly elite in the running game. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I think I I thought if anything, that would, that would be what hamstrings the running back group. And, you know, this has become a recurring theme now at Florida state where when we have a great running season, it's often in spite of either bad or not better than decent run blocking. And so I think, I think there were reasons to think that, you know, it wouldn't be one of the best running back groups in the country, but it'd still be good. And it was one of the best. No, it truly was. And it, uh, nothing showcased more the depth with how the running back room is when Trayshawn Ward went down, right? And Trayshawn Ward went down. I want to say it was the 
I want to say it was the Wake Forest game or was one of the game, or maybe it was the game after that where we missed the Clemson game. He didn't come back until after I want to say it was after Miami. He came back towards the end of the year. NC State. Okay, yeah, he got hurt during the NC State game. And overall, it just showcases that and Trey Benson came into the fold. Trey Benson kind of stepped up and that was when we were saying, hey, how good is the Trey Benson kid really? And you see not only does he have the dynamite speed that you kind of wanted basically your number one back, but also like he was one of the tougher people to bring down. Tackling Trey Benson is not fun. Tackling Trey, if, if Trey Benson came was coming towards me on the football field, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make a business decision. I'm going to lay down. Just you can, you can just go right past me. But he's just someone that was basically just he's physically dominating and physically punishing the way he runs the football. And over the course of the year, you saw him, you know, grow with patience, grow with vision. And also, his hands are pretty decent. And you just saw that more, not, not super evidently, probably for the rest of the year. I think 100 plus yards in each of the last four games. And Trey Benson just he just showcased you how why he should be the number one running back for 2023. Yeah, this coaching staff isn't stupid, um, clearly. And, you know, I think the predisposition when you have a guy already on the roster who's done things for you uh, for a couple years now that are really good, like Trayshawn Ward has, for him to be supplanted in the way he was by Trey Benson after he came back from his injury. I think speaks to how incredible this coaching staff thinks Trey Benson is and how the running game operates when it runs through him. So I, it was a little, you know, having Trey Sean Ward on this roster, I think going, you know, for even towards the end of last year was mostly an insurance policy. Um, You saw him break double digit carries against Oklahoma for the first time since that game against wake. And he averaged over eight yards a carry against Oklahoma. So I'm not going to call it a luxury having Trayshawn Ward. That's not the word I'm going to use. But even most of last year, once Trey Trey Benson stole the show, Trayshawn Ward became more of a compliment. And, you know, there are what there were last year, what I believe to be a lot of compliments in the running back room. I thought Lawrence Toffili did a fairly complimentary job. I think. There's room to go for Lawrence Toffoli, but I think we know exactly who he is. And he is a pretty decent running back to spell um, Trey Benson. He's quick. He's not the biggest guy in the world. He's not going to run over you. He's going to try to run around you. And, you know, it got him almost five yards of carry. So, you know, you had him at almost five yards of carry. You had Rodney Hill uh, over five yards of carry. Jordan Travis ended up averaging eight yards of carry last year. So, Obviously, the running game could still work when he he wants or pushes it to. Um, and then Trey, Trey Sean Ward and Trey Benson, six and a half and six point seven. So, you know, all, all those figures look pretty, pretty good for uh, just production in general. But um, there was no slouch in this running back room. I mean, these are all guys that are going to average close to or greater than five yards a carry. Um, and it wasn't just it wasn't just the Trey Benson show. There were there were more complimentary pieces in the room than just that. So all around, uh, I think pretty impressive what you got out of that room. And you know what also was impressive, Dave? What's that, Drake? Our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. That's right, folks. LinkedIn, the task sponsor for today's episode. As a small business or owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team and members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs. You can hire qualified candidates more efficiently, matching open roles, people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. Dave, you, you've used LinkedIn Jobs before, right? 
That is right. For those of you who don't know, I'm an attorney, and it is really difficult to find legal assistance and paralegals in a law office. Uh, ask anybody you know that's an attorney. It's close to impossible. LinkedIn was one of the only ways we were able to even find interviewees to attract for that position. LinkedIn did make it very easy. The interface is easy. The, the whole process of setting it up is easy. And as Drake mentioned, it's free. There's your best reason. So, I mean, listen to Dave, folks. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Once again, folks, that's linkedin.com slash college. Post your job for free, for free, and most importantly, for the free. As always, terms and conditions do apply. All right, folks, we are rocking and rolling. We want to thank each and every single one of you for joining us on this beautiful, beautiful Monday on Locked On Samuels and also making us your first listen each and every single day. Now, Dave, we talked about last season. Let's talk about moving forward for the future in this yep. upcoming season. As we know, Trayshawn Ward is now has transferred out. He's going to be the, I think, running back two or running back one over at Kansas State. With Deuce, you know, running back one because Deuce Vaughn has entered the NFL draft. We did bring, bring in Keziah Holmes as a PWO. And that's someone that I wouldn't be surprised if he earned a scholarship towards the end of spring. How do you see the running back room, uh, I, guess, I guess, set up for next season? And what do you expect from them for in 2023, especially with the additions along the offensive line we'll talk about later in the week? Yeah, so I'll elaborate a little on what you just said um, in a sec about the Kazai Holmes situation. So Trey Benson, I think we know we have a great idea what he is. He is a bruising running back. He is quite impossible to bring down after contact. I think that is probably Trey Benson's best uh, trait. He averaged, yes, he averaged 6.5 yards a carry. It was 0.2 less than Trayshawn Ward, but where he absolutely annihilated Trayshawn Ward and everybody else on this team was in yards per contact, yards after contact per attempt. Trey Benson averaged over four and a half yards after contact each and every attempt last year. So he's averaging a half, almost a half a first down every time he gets hit after that. Um, that's incredible. That's he's nuts. Mean, man. He's mean. He's he mean is. Like, you know, he's the kind of guy who, when you look at him, you think he's going to run through you. But I think he also has a li- enough quickness to get around you. Um, he is everything you want in a lead back. And I think that's what became the problem. I'm going to say problem. The problem last year for Trayshawn Ward is that Trey Benson got he over, he outgrew his shoes. He he had he forced the, the coach's hand into starting him and playing him early and often. And Especially with Trayshawn Ward like showcasing like how he the elite vision and everything's like they right. like, listen, you need to go get if you're if you're trying to make a year out, you're not gonna be running back one here with the way Trey, Trey Benson was playing and the, the skill set he had. And I think Trey Benson's skill set uh, lent really well to what this team needed because you're talking about an offensive line that has improved obviously under Atkins, but it's not one of the best lines in the ACC. It's not one of the best lines in the country. There's plenty of room to grow. And run blocking has been a problem here for a long, long time. Anytime we've had a good running back lately, it's been in spite of that. Um, and so having a guy like Trey Benson, who you know is going to make uh, get yards after contact. So if he's hit in the backfield or hurt, hit at the line of scrimmage because the line didn't block well enough, he can still go get four or five yards. Um, that is exactly what this team needs until the offensive line is elite. Uh, so. I think we know exactly what we have in that. I, the fact they didn't get to a thousand yards this year, uh, I think will probably fuel his thousand yard campaign next year. I fully, fully expect him to reach that mark. In fact, I, 
you know, we'll do some early predictions and stuff, but he's going to reach that mark before the ACC championship game. So I, I have, yeah, I have really high hopes for a big, big season from Jay Benson, but it's not just him. Um, it, I mean, it's the, it's his show, but it's not just him. There's a, there's a good supporting cast behind him. Like I said, I don't think Trace Sean Ward being here is necessary for this running game to flourish. Um, when you, when you talk about having a Lawrence Soafili, a guy who's a known quantity, like I said, I think you know exactly what you're going to get out of him. If he takes another step up, if he can get over three yards after contact, like put a little weight on or develop a little more strength, I think he will be a very good complement out of the backfield. You also have Rodney Hill, who's going to be in year two under this pro in this program. Um, I really liked what I saw at him over averaging over five yards a carry and three and a half yards after contact per attempt last year was very impressive out of Rodney Hill was Rodney Hill graded at an 80 last year in his freshman season. So, I mean, I, I really do think the sky's the limit for that kid. If you talk to people around the program, they'll tell you the same thing. And then last thing I'll say is because I Holmes because I Holmes. Is was a walk on here, but that kid was a high that kid was a four star running back at Penn State, and we he his best football is ahead of him. And everybody in the program is really excited about Keziah Holmes and his potential. He is a bigger running back, and a bigger running back is something we don't have behind Trey Benson. So I think he's the perfect complementary piece in terms of the bigger running back that you're going to need. Um, and, and I'm just excited what we're going to see out of him. And folks, with with Kazai Holmes, you also got to remember he didn't transfer because he wasn't basically you know playing well enough or anything else. Like the running back at Penn State could be basically the next Bijan Robinson, actually on the calls level. Worthy, he he probably could have left to play the NFL early. The kid, I think his name is Nick Singleton. He is a dynamite runner, and I'm not, I think Kazai Holmes is one of I want to say two or maybe even three running backs actually out of Penn State that did transfer out. Um, and then with Rodney Hill. I would not be surprised if Rodney Hill by the end of the season is running back too. Uh, that's someone that you saw last year. He he's got the frame to put on some more size. He is very very fast. His running style is really fun fun to watch. It reminds me a lot to uh, Devonte Freeman. That's someone that I mean Rodney Hill like showcased like he he has almost everything at an earlier earlier uh, time than uh, LT had. And then with LT LT I think has the best hands on team. I just want to be able to see. Is he able to kind of, you know, invite a little bit more content? But you're right. I think his, his bread and butter is going around, um, you know, pursuing tacklers as well. So, yeah, it's just there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of untapped potential, I think, in this running back room. Like like we, we have a lot of a lot to learn this year. And I think there's a fun element about that, because I don't think any of what we learn is going to be ne- like like detrimental to the team, for example, because Trey Benson's going to eat up so many of the carries. But it's going to be really exciting to see what's in store for us in 2024 and and for what what what's going to be in store for us when Trey Benson's taking a breather next year, because one of those guys behind him is going to pop. You're going to see it because I Holmes is going to average one of the one of him. Uh, Hiller Lawrence Ophelia is going to blow up and average six, seven yards a carry or something like that. There's my another early prediction for you. But the potential is all there again because I Holmes highly rated running back. Um, Rodney Hill was a decent, decently rated running back. Lawrence Ophelia was a four star. These are all guys that were marked for their talent and potential. And some of them have shown some of it already, but I think they have a lot, a lot more to show us in 2023. I expect great things out of this running back room. It's going to be better than last year. And not only that, Dave, I mean, you kind of highlighted the point earlier and you and Max talked about it also last week on, on Saturday, folks tune in great show, um, that the offensive line 
did not do a lot of favors in the running game. They yeah. didn't. And with the additions of Casey Roddick, uh, Keandre Jones, I feel there's one more kid that I'm, I'm obviously forgetting. And uh, Jeremiah Byers. When yeah. you're adding these players to the line, the running game is going to improve. So maybe, hey, you're at by increasing by improving that you know unit. You're going to improve the run. You're going to improve the running back you know unit as a whole too. And you know what else is helpful out there to improve yourself, Dave? I'd like to know. It is our friends over at Built Bar, folks. That is right, folks. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends over at Built.com, aka the delicious, nutritious treat. Built Bar, folks, are you looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fats and calories, folks? I am one year out from my wedding, so trust me, I have these on deck in my house because your boy likes some chocolate, as you can plainly see. Now, Dave is the cookie dough connoisseur. Your boy is the cherry bar, Sia Casanova. But if you don't like those two flavors, they're 18 delicious flavors There's other delicious flavors to choose from with only 130 calories or four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein and now you don't need to even order it online even for years i'm talking about it online going to built.com using this promo code but now you can get them over at your local walmart or your local sam's club that's right folks head to your nearest walmart today walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of built bars you can get a four bar of cookies and cream double chocolate or if you're feeling more of the island life get some coconut puffs Folks, if close to Clinical Club right now, get a 13-bar box with the best flavors. I recommend the brownie batter or a churro. As always, you'll thank me later. And please grab some now so we can get healthy together in 2023. Okay, Dave. It's about that time. I'm going to hand the ball off to you. Last segment. How do you want to close this out? Um, I think I think let's let's talk. Wild card. Let's finish up what I was talking toward the end there. Um, I, we, I did this with Max too, and I think it was I think it was interesting. Who who the biggest wild card is going to be on the team? I, I wish it was Lawrence Soafili. Um, he's he's been here for long enough now that I I really would just like to see him blow up. But I, I don't know. Like I've said it a couple times on this show now, and I've said it a million times before. But I feel like we know what he is now, and what he is is a, a useful decent college running back um you if not better than decent he i mean maybe he's good um so. i think he's solid reliable i think that's like, it's like, right. it's like that's, you know yeah it's like it's like oh yeah he's getting the ball oh this is going for like eight to 12 yards this is perfect okay i wouldn't say eight to 12 but i would say or, or the will or the will like the jacada goes with the real real right you just know what's going to happen with that that i i feel like you know depend he's dependable you know exactly what you're going to get out of lawrence Sofili. every year now we've said he needs to put on weight if he's going to you know, take on contact and and improve that yards after contact numbers. The problem, the biggest problem we have with Lawrence Toffoli is you can't average under two and a half yards after contact for with an offensive line that's not pushing back the the defensive line and creating as much space for you as you know the better offensive lines in the country and in the conference do. Which that's, if the running if the, if the running blocking improves, maybe we stand up. Maybe that's what he needs. Right. That. Look, that's entirely possible. One of these years now, we're going to have good run blocking or great run blocking. It's going to happen, it, and it's going to be one of these years. But if that isn't the case, I mean, if it is the case, everyone's going to have a great year. The, everyone's going to be the wild card. The whole room's a wild card. Um, if the running run blocking is not great, um, Lord Soafili is going to have to stay up after, more after contact, or he's going to get supplanted on the depth chart, like you mentioned, by Rodney Hill or Kazai Holmes, both mm-hmm. of whom it is really tough for me to pick a wild card between them because I've seen firsthand enough out of Rodney Hill last year to know that I like what I see. I I know I like that he's averaging three and a half yards after contact. 
Um, you, you, you picked them. You you were actually the highest. I think out, all, like, all three of us when we were doing the the rookie freshman, like you were like, "Hey, give this kid some carries." You said that literally. I think even during spring practice last year when he was a freshman. Yeah, I mean his high school highlights. I mean it, it's it's really hard to watch high school highlights and take much from it uh, unless like you know. It, but it, he it, but they look sick. They, they did right. Rodney Hill displayed what displayed some of last year what I thought he did in high school. So that talent from those high school films was real. That potential and that production was real and you feed him more than the 27 carries he got last year on just 32 snaps like the sample size was really small and then until the ncaa cleared players to play in the bowl game without burning their red shirt if they had done that earlier i think he would have played a lot more last season i i I really do um and he's gonna especially with treshawn ward out those big carries for the second running back spot are up for grabs and like you said, would not be the least bit surprising if by the end of the year uh, it was his room to lose or his, his second position to lose. So Rodney Hill's your wild card? <laughs> I think Rodney Hill's my wild card. I mean, you know, it's funny because the easier answer is probably Jordan Travis. Like, well, he's, not Travis. he's not a running back. He's not a running back. We're not, we're not, we're not entertaining that. We're not even, we're not even having putting that out there right now for all these people watching this. No, absolutely I'm going to go Rodney Hill, who, by the way, is the least highly rated running back in the room or the recruiting rankings yes i i i want to say keziah holmes just because it's a fun answer um because he was he was really highly rated coming out of high school i thought penn state thought a lot of him um and i'm excited for what he brings but rodney hill just it feels like there's something special about him so i think i'm torn between i think keziah holmes and cj campbell cj campbell was the preferred walk-on that did injure himself during fall camp but then you saw kind of the speed the burst and the you know the the talent that is there during the end of the season and also during the bowl game. Uh, but I'm going to also, I am going to go with Keziah Holmes because that's someone that the talent is obviously there. Uh, Jawan Sider, I think, was the main recruiter for him actually over at Penn State. And Jawan Sider knows his running backs very, very well. He was an all purpose back, high four star. People, people forget that when Taggart was here, it was between him and Jalen Knight actually when they were recruiting Wiseboard. And we landed, Jayden, and we land, landed at the time when, after he went to Miami, uh, Jalen Knight. And with Kazai Holmes, great hands, great speed, very, very good size. And that's someone that you gave a P, like a kid that is of that talent that takes a PWO spot during the season. He's been on the scout team since I think the middle of October or, to, right. or, or in the middle of November. He's if he gets his playbook down and, and, and he's, he's going to be basically the X factor probably for the first LSU game. I'm very excited to see what the, uh, the pride of Cocoa Beach, Florida actually has able to showcase with FSU next yeah, year. That- that I think what you just said is probably the most important thing with him is that he's not an incoming recruit. He's not an early enrollee this year. He's already been here. He's already been with the team. So the playbook, he should already be ingratiated into that room and into the playbook. And that's going to help. That's going to help it from being a setback for him. I think, I think he's, he has got to be the most eager guy on the team to get on field and see some carries already or see some play time. I can't think of a guy on the team who is more who's probably just been itching more to play football. So, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about him, um, you know, and and because both of us said that it's going to end up being Lawrence Toffoli. But the point is, there's a lot of talent behind Trey Benson. It's not only him. There is going to be a guy behind him that steps up, maybe more than one even, and leads this running back room to be yet again one of the best in the country. No, 100% agree. And folks, that is the end of today's episode. And Dave, 
As always, please send us home the beautiful way that you do. And always remember, folks, how much of that we love them. We do love you. Even when Drake doesn't tell me to tell you that I love you, I do it all on my own. And for our podcast, find us anywhere you find your podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Google Play, all those places. For the YouTube, give the video a like if you could. Please, takes two seconds. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Ding the little bell. Turn your notifications on. All those good things. And leave us a comment. Who is your wild card in the running back room for the 2023 season? And thank you for listening, as always. As always, folks, that was Dave. This is Drake. And we'll see you all next time on Locked on Seminoles. Take care, everybody. Go Noles.